gentlemen, we have a special treat for you today. We have the one, the only. Welcome to the State Lines Network. Hey friends, welcome to episode 27 of the Boldly Going Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Jason Sowell. I'm excited to bring you this 27th episode of the podcast. It's a really good one. Great episode with my friend, Stephanie Schulte. Um, She is amazing. She calls herself a community cultivator. I call her Tampa's social media queen or Tampa's Instagram queen uh, because she really is. She has cultivated a community of friendships, a community of just life for herself through uh, the brilliance of Instagram, through telling her story, uh, uh, through pictures, through Instagram. She started off as a photographer, got into Instagram. She used to run IGers Tampa and um, does some really creative stuff. Uh, photography-wise through Instagram uh, for the Tampa Bay area. And if you don't know her, you should know her because she's brilliant, she's smart, she's amazing. And that's why I had her on the podcast. That's why I wanted you to hear from her because she is embodying exactly what Boldly Going Podcast is about. She is a creative, brilliant, inspirational person of the universe living on planet Earth. And she really is exactly that. She embodies Boldly Going because she's doing a thing that she loves and she has a great philosophy about it. And uh, I think you'll learn a lot from her. Uh, it's it's really, really good conversation. Uh, the title of this episode uh, is something that she says, and something she really says, if you look on her Instagram, uh, which, by the way, if you follow her, you should follow her on Instagram if you don't. Uh, but you should go check her out at Stephanie L. Schulte. Let me spell that for you. Stephanie with a P-H. Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-L, the little letter L, Schulte, S-C-H-U-L-T-E, Stephanie L. Schulte, Um, and her description on her Instagram page is, if I could tell my stories in words, I wouldn't need a camera, and that's very fitting because something she said in the episode, which I think embodies who she is and what she does boldly uh, through being a community cultivator or being the Instagram queen of Tampa, is uh, the title of the episode, Telling a Story Without Words. And that's what she does. She tells her story. She tells her life story. She tells her community story without words. She does it through pictures, through Instagram. And you should follow her. You should check her out. You should listen to what she says because um, she's one of the smartest of us. And uh, we could learn a lot from her. So that's why I wanted her on the, on the show. And we had a great conversation talking about all kinds of things about community and, and social uh, aspects of life and all that stuff. She has a great story. So we're going to jump into it in a second. Always got to remind you to uh, check out our podcast network, the State Lines Podcast Network, uh, at state-lines.com. Go there. Check it out. Check out the other podcasts. Check out the other articles. Check out whatever's on the site. Uh, it's a lot of great stuff that will make your life so much better if you check it out. So you should. Go check that out. Uh, follow the the network on all the social media outlets at state lines and um i like to always uh this fitting because this episode is about community and cultivating community and i always like to uh encourage you as listeners to get involved in your community on on some level give back to your community find a way uh to give a piece of yourself your life back uh to people in need 
And um, wherever that is, wherever you live, whatever uh, community you're in, something that you're passionate about giving back to, I would love for you to get involved in my organization, current initiatives, uh, through the Laundry Project, Hope for Homes Project, or Affordable Christmas. Um, you're always welcome to do that. And that's, what, uh, that's why I do what I do, is to help people, to show love to the world, and uh, just like Stephanie says, cultivate community. Uh, make this world a better place. So um, check that out at Engage Current, and uh, that's all on social media and all that kind of stuff. And uh, again, of course, follow Stephanie. Go check her out, Stephanie L. Schulte uh, on Instagram, and probably the same on all the other social media outlets as well. You can find her. Um, she's not that hard to find. And as I said, she's brilliant. We have a great conversation. So uh, let's jump into it. I'm excited for you to hear uh, episode 27. Telling a Story Without Words with Stephanie Schulte. Stephanie Schulte. Yes. Did I say it right? Yes. Okay. Got it. <laughs> On the podcast today, uh, we were talking about social media stuff, which I basically just call you Tampa's social media person. <laughs> You're that's great. Nice that's, plug. That's basically what you do, right? Like yeah. You, you basically run everyone's social media. I try. Branding. I have tried. I have tried. <laughs> You're working on it? I'm getting there. <laughs> You're getting there? One brand at a time. Okay. <laughs> Who do you currently do it for now? I Blind, Tiger. Blind Tiger. Well, yeah, Blind Tiger. Black and denim, technically. Technically, all of Roberto Torres's things right now. I was doing Rustic Steel Creations in Tampa Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a Plant City Mercantile in Plant City, right downtown. A little cute mercantile place. A bunch of multiple, like multiple vendors. That was one of my first ones, and it, it didn't work out, but it was a good start. Nice experience. Um, and then before that, what got me into all of it was IGRs Tampa. An Instagram page. It was just a feature page. Right. <laughs> um, it was not my page when I came on. I was about a half a year, year in, and loved it. You know, connecting with people, featuring their pictures. It was to, it was to inspire and encourage photographers to support each other, go out, shoot, meet new people, mm-hmm. like-minded people, and then it kind of turned into working with businesses. We started getting emails. Local businesses, new businesses, already established businesses, restaurants, um, to invite us out to basically cover it. It was kind of like free marketing for them. Okay. And it was a great experience for us as a photographer, um, exposure wise, if they wanted that, or just to have an, a special treat of an, like a certain invitation to these places and experience them differently than a regular consumer would. And that was what really put them like, man, this is great. Like seeing the relationship that could be built. And, um, so that's what kind of ignited the social media passion in me. And I didn't even know that I wanted to do it kind of thing, but I did it for like three years. And unfortunately it recently, I had to bow out due to unnecessary from circumstance. From IGA Tampa. Oh no. Yeah. So I haven't been doing that. I stopped in September. Um, I don't know if they're keeping it up. I hope so. Cause we went from when I started, it was me and my friend Mark Fair. We had about 3,000 <clears throat> followers at the time, and then by the time we left, we were up to like 10. So within two years, wow. got a significant amount of followers and engagement, yeah. and it was good engagement. Um, 
And I've never been big on numbers, but I do miss having those. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of opportunity mm-hmm. that comes with those kinds of numbers and stuff. But I still have the support of friends and, and the businesses that I made relationships with. Because it wasn't about the free the free food and the free fun and the free, you know, like the, the, the good opportunities. It was really the bond. Like mm-hmm. they saw the potential in having this these kind of influencers, so to speak, um, come out and promote their business. But it was like long lasting things. That's how I got into the opportunity with rustic steel, which was cool. Okay. It was very neat, you know, to get in with an artist like that. And then now with blind tiger, it's got a pretty decent presence in the area. Um, I probably wouldn't know them if it wasn't for my time with IGers Tampa. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. It was. Right. Well, the IGers, whatever city is a pretty big deal, right? Like most cities have a, it's turned into, yeah. My friends, um, run the St. Pete page. They have a really large following they do a stand-up job um and we worked with them a lot we would always partner up because tampa bay like why not mm-hmm. why and we did try a couple times to kind of separate the cities and do our own thing but it just it was just better when we work together there's no reason for us not to um we still i still get to go out to the fun st pete events and and opportunities and stuff like that but um it's it's kind of unfortunate there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a good opportunity mm-hmm. there and i hated to mm-hmm. Like I said, it was voluntary, voluntarily that I bowed out, but it was necessary for my own sake yeah. to do it. Um, I do intend to figure out a way to do the same thing mm-hmm. um, di- a little differently. It would still be, you know, quality images and whatnot and people, obviously. Yeah. Um, but still find out a way to connect those people who are just coming into the area and even encourage people to move here because that's what everybody in Tampa is trying to do right now business-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want it to be a business. It, it didn't ever feel like that. But to see the relationship that you can build between the established, well-known businesses here and the new ones that are coming, like seeing that relationship, I feel like having that relationship between the consumer and the business, is just, it would just encourage even more growth and opportunities for new businesses to come to if they saw that potential yeah um just start ig or tampa two two yeah Yeah, that would be uh i don't want to step on any toes (laughs) but i i've considered a few options i'm just trying to figure out a way to not obviously it's got to be competitive yeah i don't want it to come off that way i do it because i genuinely love it and enjoy Mm -hmm. it and want to do it for the people i want to be like morgan and morgan yeah, but um, I do not uh, work with them. I'm not affiliated. That was not a plug. Um, but yeah, I just I don't. I'll figure it out. Yeah, in due time. I was hoping okay. to have it ready by the beginning of this year, but I've got so much going on with the brands that I'm helping mm-hmm. that I can I can. It'll just help. Yeah. Realize when it's actually a good time and what how to go about starting it because I'm gonna have to start from zero, which is gonna yeah. be new for me other than my personal stuff. Um, so that'll yeah, be... you figured out. I'll figure it out. You're the queen. You're the social oh my media God. queen. No, those are big shoes. <laughs> my feet aren't that big. <laughs> Not so, that big. Um, so, it's, I'm going to... I'll come back around to another question. But uh, you mentioned the city separation of like St. Pete, Tampa, mm-hmm. Clearwater. What's your opinion on that? About that? Because I'm really opinionated about the... The I'd be interested to hear. Of... Yeah, I'd be interested to hear your opinion. I don't have a big one. I it was actually my idea to try and separate, and I didn't want separate. Separate is not, not the best, the word that I would use to describe it. I can't. I couldn't pinpoint it now. But as far as like the individual pages, we each had opportunities to where I wanted 
the Tampa people to be able to experience and learn about stuff in their area that they didn't know about. Sure. Um, whether it be a new restaurant that they didn't know or a fun activity or a different... Tampa's huge. Obviously, there's so yeah. many different neighborhoods. Um, I didn't want to separate the two, but I wanted to see... See what opportunity... I don't know. It's it's It was it was weird. And like I said, it didn't last long. Like, we talked about it. Me and my friend Jimmy, who runs the St. Pete page, and it just it just didn't work. We liked being together. The, mm-hmm. the, the attendance was better when it was joint, regardless of if we hosted a Tampa one and St. Pete people came, vice versa. And there is a Clearwater page, and we did work with them a lot. Um, but we didn't do too many events out there. And then it's... It's weird because the Tampa St. Pete people don't really want to go to Clearwater, even though it's not that far from St. Pete. But yeah, it was just kind of like I don't. For me, I I don't even live in Tampa technically. Um, I was like, I'm not going to St. I'm not going to Clearwater. <laughs> 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 it would have to be like a like a just I'm gonna be doing something here. It'll work out if I'm there. I would yeah. just I don't know. Just That's I, so I love driving, so it doesn't bother me that I, I don't know what it was. I just don't do much in Clearwater. I love Dunedin. So you just bypass. <laughs> just like there was, I didn't clear water. There's no draw to me. That's there's so a beach. Funny. Yes, there's That's a so beach. interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand the um, attitude of. I don't want to get into what part of the bay is more like this, right? Because I do have an opinion about that. <laughs> but the attitude of no, we're not. Whatever state. No, we're not St. Pete. We're right. We're Tampa, is, or we're not. No, no, this is. And I'm like, it's all. It's practically all it's the all same city. Yeah. It's we're, well, and you'll see. There's a couple. Family. There's a couple. Um, I don't want to. I don't know if it's groups, organizations, um, and then I'll, you'll you'll hear me talk about Instagram a lot. It's my favorite. Um, that's where I've made most of my connections in my you know the last few years. But there have been a couple Instagram pages that had started, and they were specific Tampa. Mm-hmm. There's two that I can think of off the top of my head, and then eventually they're like. There's a bigger opportunity to call it Tampa Bay and just encompass all of them. And right. it works so much better. It really does. I agree. But then you get the, uh, Tampa Bay is a body of water. We don't live in a body of water. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. It's like, you know? well, it's kind of like, I don't, I don't know. It, it gets really silly. And I think it works better when we all just kind of work together. Yeah. Um, regardless of what it is. And we actually, through the Instagram world, started incorporating Bradenton, Sarasota. Oh, nice. Okay. Into ours. I have a good friend. Long story of how we met through Instagram, but it's just really strange. Um, he got wind of the St. Pete, Tampa realm of Instagram and wanted to do something in his area to showcase that there was more than beaches and retirees. Yeah. <laughs> and Sarasota, Bradenton. There's a lot of it. Yeah, sure. There's more to do. And there's more culture. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And he's done an excellent job, and he's doing it by himself right now. Um, but we, yeah, so we when we would do our meets, we would incorporate Bradenton area too. So that's been yeah. kind of cool. Um, so we've that's got awesome. the bay covered. Yeah. <laughs> as far as photographers and influencers, so yeah, such as yeah, that's awesome. Well, that, and that's the fascinating thing to me. That's kind of what I wanted you on the. I wanted to have you on the podcast because it is a it's a fascinating thing to me that you have weaved your way into like friendships and relationships and businesses and all kinds of things like that through social media and really more specifically Instagram, Instagram. not even just yeah, social media. It still blows my mind. It really does. Like I said, I didn't know it was anything I wanted to do. I didn't know I was going to, that it was even going to turn into this. I got on there because I was a photographer. It was a good outlet for photographers to showcase their work and meet new okay. photographers and stuff like that. That's what it, it started. So that's how it. you got, so... Okay, so back up. You were a 
did you like for work for mm-hmm. my degree is uh, an associate degree in digital photography okay so I graduated in 2008 um, from a for-profit school that no longer exists and ripped me off <laughs> <laughs> I do not use no, my degree to on. that yeah that it's, it's, it's nasty yeah, it's that nasty. doesn't happen no never ever it happened to me how does what is that uh, does that so not to derail <laughs> your story here but does your degree actually mean anything now that the place doesn't exist or what? Yes and no. Yes and no. Like if it, we were it, to use it somewhere, I could have would they everything go? that I'm using now. I could have mm-hmm. learned from YouTube videos or wow. like a two hundred dollar class from HCC or USF, yeah. like a photographer. Like learn the well, foundations. Well, I mean, like if you were to go, let's say you were to go get a job someplace, and I've been overqualified. Really, even with a degree, with a degree that, in or, digital photography, with a from a school that doesn't for like, exist anymore, yeah, for, for photography studios, because I wanted to get try my hand at studio work because I enjoyed it in school. Okay, I prefer natural like lifestyle yeah. shots and stuff like that. Um, but I was like, I want to, you know, learning another facet of what you do is only going to make you better overall. So yeah. I was trying to get into studios and just little, you know, like the picture people or. Something where I could get some part-time experience. And I was overqualified for every interview. <laughs> they wouldn't hire me because I had the degree. I was like, okay. That's so funny. It was very frustrating Why? at the time. Oh, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay, so back to yes. Instagram. So you started out as a photographer with school for that. and Which they can't teach you. You have to have an eye for it. That's my only explanation. Yeah, People I ask agree. me how I take the pictures that I take. Granted, they ask that mainly because I only use a phone now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I do blow my own mind sometimes. Not me. It's the, it's the phone. I'm like blown away by the phone. Not, yeah. Not trying to like toot my own horn, but you, it boils down to what you see and how you see it. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. I, I have that same opinion about most art forms. Yeah. That the guy I grew up playing the saxophone. Okay. Started when I was eight years old, I and I was somewhat too. self. Did you? Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> Which one? Just the norm. I don't even Alto? remember. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think it's Alto. Um, so I was largely self-taught for the first couple of years, and then I got uh, started. The band director of the school that I went to played saxophone and um, started giving me lessons. But as I got older, and I used to teach music, and my thing was, I I got the opinion that you you should learn your learn on your own. Like here's how here's the proper way to use put your mouth on the mouthpiece, yeah. and here's where your fingers go. Mm-hmm. Just start playing and learning, if, whether it's piano or whatever, um, because I my opinion was that if someone teaches you, you'll learn to play the way they, they teach you, yep, rather than what you feel. I believe that about a lot in life, like religion, yeah. all of it. I self taught my, I did piano, okay, and um, that's what got me into music originally. Um, but yeah, I agree. I went to a class. I eventually, when I was, I was still young. Um, I played like I think I started playing around eight, and I would just—it was like a way. If I was mad, I would just go in my room and play. Like yeah. my parents ticked me off, just go release thing. I would just go play the piano, um, and I decided that I wanted to take classes and actually learn something. And I yeah. hated it, and I quit <laughs> at like ten because I was like, I know all of this. Mm. They were teaching me what I'd already taught myself <clears throat> or just knew. Yeah. So interesting. I agree. I do. It's it applies to a lot of things. But yeah, that's my. They asked like my mom is my biggest. She's like. How do you how do you take pictures like that? I was like, how do you not see that? Yeah. To anybody. Uh, interesting. That's kind of what I hope my pictures do. Like, obviously, you can see the skyline of Tampa from multiple different angles, 
but there are little things that they're they're different vantage points anybody can access yeah but it's just a matter of i, I don't i don't know i don't explain other do you think like maybe um it's an awareness for some people like i think a lot of people they're just too busy with whatever they're yeah. doing and yeah. people don't take enough time to just recognize what's around them yep. visually that's what i hope that's what i hope my pictures do i i want it i want them to either when somebody looks at them i want them to either see something that they've always seen but see it something different mm-hmm. or see a spot that they've passed numerous times and didn't even notice that this was there and i i do it too i'm like oh my god that's there you know when i see pictures i'm like oh i didn't even know that existed and then i'm like I must have been really busy that day because I didn't even notice kind of yeah. thing. But I hope that people see something that they pass by all the time in a different way. Kind of not to get like deep because I don't think about that in every image. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's, 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 I appreciate when people actually see that. That's obviously, that's the heart of why I do it. I want to show people things in a different way. But my, I don't know. It's it's very weird to. I've tried to explain it multiple times, and I just I just go around in circles like I'm doing right now. But you can't find the right words. No, to it's I just do it. I can't tell you how. Like you just you really have to know. Regardless, you have to have an eye, an ear. Or you have to be attentive to it, whatever it is that you enjoy. If you don't enjoy it, that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. It makes sense. I mean, there's. I agree because with photography too. I mean, I can't. I've had people. It's so subjective though, because I like I've look, I'll look at a photograph or I'll look at a um, you know landscape or some type of scenery, and I'll comment on <clears throat> why I think it's a great photo, mm-hmm. and then someone else will be like, "Nah, eh, it's whatever." Yeah, you know, it is. Which is a fascinating thing to me because I, it's like art. You know, yeah. I think with art, and they're like, well, why? <laughs> Why do you get to decide what great art is? Because right. it's art's so subjective. Like, yeah. This person over here, I think this is great art. Yeah. You think it's crap. You yeah, know, I know. Whatever. That's why, like, with art, like, if I go to exhibits and stuff and I see something that looks like I could have put paint on my dog's paws and had him just walk all over a canvas and then charge $60,000 for it, I'm like, I think it's, I think it's stupid. Do mm. I appreciate art? Yes. Do I consider... <clears throat> Something like that art, yeah, but is it worth that? Yeah, like right. you know, the worth people like to put a lot of emphasis on the worth of something. I don't focus because I don't make a living off of it anymore, but it is very subjective. <laughs> I I appreciate art, all forms, music, actual like actual art, drawings, paintings, anything, but it just comes down to. I don't know. It's it's subjective. You either like it or you don't. And yeah. that's what artists should... They should do it because it's what they enjoy. Right. That's what they want people to see. They're not doing it for anybody else. If people appreciate it, they appreciate it. Yeah. Like, don't mm-hmm. let it bother you or hinder you from continuing it. There's no reason to let it do that. Mm-hmm. If it's what you enjoy, that's kind of the beauty of it, in my opinion. You can do whatever you want. If people like it, they like it. Yeah. You know? If they don't, don't, don't follow me. Don't support me. You don't have to. You don't have to yeah. come to my shows and... You know, yeah, I agree with that, and so <laughs> interestingly enough, that's what this podcast is about. Uh-oh. Boldly, boldly <laughs> I figured it out. Going, yeah. Um, no, because I think, um, man, there's so many factors in that, but yeah, I think there's a lot of people that don't do whatever they're passionate about, the thing that they love, because uh, either one, they can't monetize it, yep. so I've got to make money, so I can't, 
I can't spend my time doing that because right. I can't pay my bills with it. Well, maybe you could, but I think that's also the wrong reason to yeah. do the thing that you love. Absolutely. If that's because you can't, I, I am a believer in you can find a way to do the thing that you love, but also work a job yep. that pays your bills, or, mm-hmm. you know, if you have to. Uh, but the other thing too, I think a lot of times we're so insecure about whatever it is we're doing or we don't attempt it or we don't do it because we might fail at it or right. someone might not like it yeah. or um, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's almost like we're, we can't take the criticism. Like people have to like what it is right. or I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, you said about failing. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I failed at anything. I just say I've gotten really good at being fired <laughs> in the last couple of years. And that's kind yeah. of how I got to where I am right now. I am the most poor I think I've ever been in my life, but I'm the happiest. Okay. Which is really, yeah. it's just, it boggles my mind. I'm like, yeah. obviously I'm surviving. I'm doing fine. But I'm making less money than I've ever made in my entire <clears> life. And obviously I'm the oldest I've ever been. Yeah. So it's weird to be well, at an older age making less money, mm. but happy. I would rather be happy than to work a job that I just loathe. I don't want to get up and not want to go. Yeah. You know? And mm. right now I'm... I'm excited. I can leave the house whenever I want. I, I work from home. I'll start yeah. my day emailing all that boring, monotonous stuff. It's necessary. I have to do it. But I get to do it from home with my dog in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I can leave the house kind of whenever. Granted, I do have early meetings and stuff now. But I mean, me and my dad get in this tiff a lot. Not, not a lot. But when I've been in a circumstance where I just need a job. And I'm like, I'm not just taking any job. Yeah. Like, I... Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier when we were just talking, I am an empathetic person, and that applies to any aspect. I will start a job regardless if I love it. I won't be able to quit because I'll feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) I've gotten much better about it, um, but I just know how I am, so I'm not willing to put myself in that situation. And it's worked out to where the next best opportunity that I couldn't even imagine happening Mm. presented itself. It's a timing thing, you know, and sacrifice I've sacrificed a lot I'm sacrificing a lot now um but I would much rather be in this situation and happy and enjoying being alive and actually living yeah um well so that's a fascinating thing to me because I like other people would say that you know I've sacrificed so much to do this but I always think well what like what are you really sacrificing right and I get and it there's doesn't a lot of feel people, like a sacrifice, though. Sure. I don't feel there's like... A, um, there's a lot of people that they legitimately, they are sacrificing yeah. legitimate stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you know, for the most part, for just kind of the passing, well, I'm sacrificing a lot to do this rather than getting paid more or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, well, what are you really sacrificing then? Like, mm-hmm. do you have a roof over your head? Mm-hmm. Do you have food? Right. Are your bills paid? Right. Um, are the most important things in life there? Yeah. And are you satisfied with your life do you feel like you're accomplishing something to me if you're not doing those things to me you're sacrificing all the right things about life that's perfect yeah absolutely to make a better to make more money or whatever it is it's true yeah I don't have anything else to say off of that because that was (laughs) that was perfect it really was it's true I'm not yeah sacrifice I guess might not be the best word um because I'm really not what I'm sacrificing no I know I know not generally but to relate from experience I would say what I'm sacrificing is the opportunity to you know I don't have the money to travel as much as I would like to Mm. um little things like that that would only make life better (laughs) 
You know, okay. you yeah. know like the sure. little, and it's not, it's not stuff that's necessary. Yes, I get to, um, you know, I, I go on long drives out of state, you know, little short road trips and stuff. That's enough for me. Sure. I don't have to go across the seas and, you know, overseas and all of that, but I would like to, I just yeah. can't do it right now. So that's kind of what I mean when I, I'm sacrificing yeah. right now. I should be able to do it right now at this age and mm. time in my life. It'd be prime time. Yeah. But I just, I can't. So. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. You're right. Uh, uh, I wonder though if that's a some of that I think in America we're so used to everything right now mm-hmm. whatever we want right now mm-hmm. like I can have it yeah right now yeah. <clears throat> but then that spills over into other things of like well life doesn't work with <laughs> yeah. right now yeah. all the time no you know? it doesn't <laughs> we don't play the long game a lot of times we don't right. look like down the road yeah so Interesting. So, uh, okay, started as a photographer. What got you into photography to begin with? Music. This is going to sound really awful. Okay. Really awful. It's going to sound really lazy. Okay. So, the school that I'm not going to name, because, I mean, I'm sure people know about it, but, like I said, it doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Um, I went, I graduated high school in 2003. I did not intend to ever go to college. I just didn't enjoy school. I wasn't... I was just a lazy student. I was not a bad student. I just could care less about homework. Yeah. All of that. Anything school. I just didn't... I liked meeting people at school. I liked, you know, hanging out. Um... So I had no intentions to go to college. That's what I used to get in trouble for all the time. Talking (laughs) Talking too much in class? Me too. (laughs) Get sent out a lot. Um... So, in, like I said, I graduated in 2003. In 2006, I realized, man, I'm pretty bored. I wanted to do something different. So, I had seen probably a commercial after commercial, late night, you know, infomercial things for the school, which should have been my first, <laughs> my first, like, red flag. But I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Um, so, I, I went and met with them, and my they offered a, um, oh, my God, like... Scholarship? No, like... Um, Music production. Oh, Recording okay. Arts was the program. Type. Okay, gotcha. Recording Arts program. I'm like, oh my god, that's perfect. I've always wanted to work in the music industry. <clears throat> awesome. It was a bachelor's degree, so it was four years of school mm-hmm. in my early 20s when I just had already hated school. I was like, but right. it's college, you know. Granted, it was expensive, so I was like, what's your next best option? Interior design. Mm-hmm. It was a bachelor's degree with like two to three more years after that for qualification certification classes right like that's just too much school and so the third best (laughs) option (laughs) was photography and i was like i could use that to get into music like go shoot shows band promos anything like that so that's how i end up in photography that's so great (laughs) it's i love it it sounds it sounds awful when i say it but no i kind of i understand it's yeah i mean and it worked. I got, you know, I had a lot of friends that were in bands. I got in. I really started getting into music in probably my sophomore year of high school. I had a lot of friends in really bad punk bands. Got into <laughs> really, really bad, bad punk bands. Like, really bad. But they were great then, and that's what we did. Um, and for Plant City, music, what, like, a lot of my friends like music. That's what there was to do. We would go okay. to shows and stuff. We would go to Lakeland because nobody did anything in Plant City. Okay. Oh, that's where you're from, Plant City, Florida. Yeah, Plant City, raised in Plant City. Um, but we'd go to Lakeland, and that's how, you know, I was introduced to Amberlynn and Under Oath and Copeland and Dennis and Mars. Like, mm-hmm. those are my favorite back in the day. And 
I was like, that's what really made me want to get into music is my friends' awful punk bands. Okay. And at the time, I didn't think it would be photography, but so, you know, fast forward, you know, a few years, and there I was in school, spending too much money. But gain, it was a great experience. It really was. Um, and I did from there. You know, you go through all the classes, fashion industry, all the different industries of photography. Um, and I ended up having a strong suit in portraits, which could be applied to, you know, the music industry for band promos and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I did it. It wasn't something I did regularly. I didn't make a living off of it. I ended up doing portraits for, you know, engagements and family stuff. And it was fine. But I'm kind of it just full circle now i'm still kind of doing photography in a social aspect i it's it is photography but it's not it would be laughable if i charged for it yeah um as far as just for photos but going back to those bands like now i know most of them like personally or you know fairly acquainted with them um and i'm I'd almost rather just know them as people than yeah. actually have taken their pictures, you yeah. know, and, and been successful in the music industry. Um, Tampa's got a good scene, so yeah. I'm always around it. I'm still in it. Do I work for it? No, but I, I, I could <clears throat> if I really, really wanted to. So I did. I got into photography to get into the music industry. <laughs> yeah, interesting. <laughs> so yeah. Well, it seems like it seems like that with like photography was your gateway to relationships more than anything absolutely else. in hindsight yeah yeah and that's what i appreciate the most about it because you said like you were saying how it's so strange the power of like social media and instagram specifically i would say now 90 percent of the people that i spend my time with are people that i met through instagram interesting yeah and i've made the better connections with the bands and the artists and the people who who have now become friends that are in that industry through social media and them being huh. some of the people that recognize the significance and the power that actually has like a positive influence. Yeah. Cause you always hear in the media about how bad social media, it's not bad if you do it right. Well, yeah. And there, yeah. it's not I mean, right it's or a, wrong. It's, it's yeah, it's amoral. It depends on, it's like, it's anything. a way to network. And if you're smart yeah. about it, <laughs> good yeah. for you. It works. Yeah. If you, you, you can know? be an idiot about it <laughs> and post, you're going to, yeah, you can be smart. Yeah, absolutely. It's really funny how people don't see that. It's pretty simple to figure yeah. out if you're stupid. Right. Bad stuff's going to happen. Yeah. But it is very powerful and it has opened a lot of doors. A lot of doors for me. And I, I do get excited to think about what I could do next because, and I, I mentioned influencer earlier and I watched something the other day in the social media realm about how they were using influencer lightly, like it's just overused. And it is. Um, but it isn't, you can be an influencer and not have, they, they, relate influencer with numbers social Mm. media and stuff like that is all about analytics and numbers and followers do you have a big following right um i've kind of seen the potential and the power in in your influence the value of your influence more than the value of the numbers Mm. you can have tens of thousands of followers and your engagement be at like two to ten percent which is crap (laughs) you're lucky if it's ten percent even with 50,000 followers. Um, but your inf- like there's the value. I've, I read something about it. I was like, oh, my God, that's exactly what I've been trying to say for a long time. The value is in the influence for me. And it's working. I would rather have a better relationship. Like at, at working for a brand, I would rather have a better relationship with the consumer on a friend level 
than to just try and pull them in to spend money and buy your product. If you, if you, if you establish this friendship, so to speak, because that's what I would want it to be, um, then they'll come back and they'll tell their friends and then you'll make new friends Yeah. and it just snowballs out of control and then it just happens. You don't even have to, you don't have to pay for it, which I think is silly when people buy followers. Like, why would you want that? They're not going to. They don't actually yeah. like you. <laughs> well, because the numbers you know, are more important than the It is, the and it's, that yeah. just blows my mind. But for me, I would say right now the hardest thing for me as far as getting a really good job in the social media world where I wouldn't even necessarily have to be a freelancer. I could have like an, like I could be an established company. influencer <laughs> or even have sponsorships from, mm. you know, anywhere is if I had tens of thousands of followers. I don't, I don't want that. I want to be. I would love to do sponsored posts without it feeling or being like actually sponsored by. You know, right? Um, that's not that's not important to me. It's I my Instagram's for me. For one, mm-hmm. I'm just really grateful that almost now I'm creeping up on three thousand followers. Like it. Hopefully, I get pretty decent engagement. Like I don't pay attention. Yeah. I notice when stuff's different, but that has to do with Instagram and all their boring algorithm right. things and yeah. that's I can't control it and I don't want I don't want to say I don't want to because it is important and I do need the numbers but I will I will get there when I get there yeah <laughs> you know like right. I would rather establish the relationships and actually know these people and, and have them actually engage with me because they want to yeah and they like what I do and they want to be my friend I don't I don't want to be your friend if you don't want to be mine, so I'm not going to, like, force you. Yeah. Basically. So let me play devil's advocate for a second. Okay. Because the person that, the company or whoever it is that would say, that would would say, well, <laughs> the numbers are more important because if you have more numbers, then you have more influence. Mm-hmm. What would you, what would you say to that? I don't think that's true. Yeah. Because you can have a lot of numbers and have really awful... You could have like no interaction, no engagement with your consumer. It does it does help companies to pay somebody to do that, but it's hard to be the voice mm-hmm. for a company that's really only worth. And I I haven't had that experience. I, I'm doing this out of just <clears throat> I'm imagining it would be difficult to be the voice, which is technically what I do for brands mm-hmm. on social media. Um, if all they cared about was the numbers, yeah. Because, yeah, your the numbers do mean something, but if they're just following you and they're, like, the ROI, your return on investment. Yeah. Because they're obviously paying somebody to do this. If they're only worried about the numbers and they're buying those people and those followers, those people aren't coming back to the website to spend money. Right. Unless you're influencing them either with what you're saying or the quality of the work that you're putting out to get them to spend money. You know, mm-hmm. It's just... It's strange, and I don't know at all. It changes yeah. all the time. Sure. And that's another reason why it's cool. So Yeah. Well, but. the fascinating thing to me about social media is that it's almost like we ign- we forget the reason social media exists yep. <clears throat> and the operative word being social. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's, I'm like, it's like kind Facebook of started as a Facebook started as a, a way for friends... To connect, to let people know, hey, we're doing this thing over here. This is what I'm doing if you want to join me. It was all... Right. And you had to be in college, from what I remember. You had to 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 be affiliated with with a school. Right. And I remember being excited. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to college now. I can connect on Facebook. (laughs) So silly. But I mean, look at what it's turned into. It's... Yeah. 
Yeah, and no, it's but, become more of a business platform now. It's sure. not even social, but it's it's definitely more business focused. But. Yeah, my opinion, and maybe I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. My opinion of why things like Instagram, Snapchat, all these things keep getting created, almost the same thing being recreated in another way, um, is because at at their core, all of those things are about socially connecting with another human being Mm -hmm. without necessarily being in that human being's presence. Right. Um, That's where it gets weird for me because a lot of people will have tons of followers and people, like I said, they have these tens of thousands of followers. They don't know them. mm -hmm. When somebody, if somebody engages with me regularly, and I say engage, like if they're commenting or messaging me or, you know, just if they're if they're talking with me on the social platforms, I want to know them in real life. Like if you're making the effort, I want to make the effort to actually be your friend. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that that don't. So then you lose that. Like I was saying, you just I don't. It, it's it's meant to be social. And I think yeah. the reason why, like you're saying, they there's so many that kind of do the same thing, but they're still different. And it works because. You find like my favorite is Instagram. I love Instagram. Yeah. I would use it over any of them any day. I would get rid of my Facebook in a heartbeat if I could. Yeah. But I kind of need it. Um, but there's some people that love Snapchat. There's some people that prefer Facebook. And it's kind of like I think about the breweries and the coffee scene in Tampa. Mm-hmm. There's so many, but they all work because this place makes a good IPA. This place makes a good sour. They have an excellent stout, and people like. Yeah. certain beers and then they'll go to the others and try it same for coffee I mean coffee's a little different but they still all work it's yeah. like the platforms it's you find which one works best for you or the one that you like to use most or you know that you can actually figure out how to work because they do get kind of tricky um, and I think that's why they work but at the heart of it it's based on being social right and I I took that I take that as a way to encourage real life relationships like you need yeah. to know these people in your life it might be hard yeah you got people following you from a different country sure you might go there someday stay in t- contact with them until you have the opportunity to actually meet them mm-hmm. or they come here vice versa yeah i know a girl from germany who found me through um ig or stampa and wanted to meet people and she's coming back she'll be here this weekend i think oh, and she's like hey i'm gonna be in town and she always wants to meet up that's yeah that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Like, and you have this relationship with somebody that you don't get to see regularly, but you still go out of your way and make an effort. Yeah. To have a real life relationship. Yeah. And that's that's really why I do it. I love it. I yeah. really love it. I love the people. And you can, I mean, you can filter the people. I've had to eliminate, you know, for necessary reasons, people that I met through there that just weren't contributing to my life in a way that. I wanted them to. Yeah. That's kind of why I bowed out of the IGS Tampa thing. It just, there was unnecessary drama. And I was like, this is voluntary. I'm subjecting myself to this. I don't have to. I can do this differently. Yeah. So it sucked. It was awful. It really was sad because um, I made a lot of good relationships through there. But like I said, they're still pretty established. And mm-hmm. um, I'll get back there. But it is. It's, so, it's, it's to be social. It's to network. It was all meant to connect you to people you might not be able to meet. Yeah. Regularly in your everyday life. Yeah. You know. That's really cool. I That's always been my thing about social media too is that it's the it's the human being behind yeah. that. 
there's an actual person talking to you. It's not a computer. Right. Or... But I think I think we forget that a lot, and mm-hmm. so we, which is why I think you have things on social media where, you know, bullying or whatever, yeah. or just all those kinds of things, because it's almost the negative, the downside to the social media platform is that it you can you can you're not interacting completely with that human being you can say whatever you want to say without the consequence of that human being 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 there right that's true that's hard to because i know it happens more often than not and it's unfortunate but oh man i don't know it's just it it does it's got a the media and social like media in general has a negative it's like when you look at the younger generations they're just immature and naive and it is easy to hide behind it and that's kind of another reason why I pushed it pushed what I did into more of the direction of actually getting together yeah you know obviously they can't do that when they're younger because they have to ask their parents sure so I feel like there really should be a cap like the college thing was smart I think that's probably why Facebook did that like looking back they want it to be an older market (laughs) And more, you know, or not more, but less naive people <laughs> that yeah. were doing it to make connections with people in their industry or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Oh, I can't imagine, I can't imagine, I'm 38, so social media obviously did not exist <laughs> yeah. in any form right. when I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. But I cannot imagine if I were 12 years old and all of those things being at my disposal Mm-mm. at the, no, even just a telephone. Even texting. Yeah, texting. I mean, we had to like actually pick up the phone and call. Oh, I and worry about your parents. I was talking to somebody recently about. um, I think they. I forget how we got on the subject, but they asked me like, "How did you hang out with your friends when you were (laughs) a teenager? When there, the the cell phone didn't exist. There wasn't texting. I was like, well, one, you actually called people. Yep. Uh, You you talked. You made plans. At school. <laughs> and then you showed up to the plans that you made. Right. Like you actually had to go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, or, you know, you had kind of the same the same places that you went. So if you didn't know where your friends were, they weren't at home, you would go to like whatever you place. where they would most likely be. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there was more effort into actually being around human beings than yeah. than not, you know. It, it, it did make it did make them lazy. I actually was talking to a girl the other day. She's my age, um, and she's a teacher in a public school. And I was like, "What is it like being a teacher in a society where?" Because I had I, it's a question I've been wanting to ask. Because you always hear these stories about kids being on their phone, and um, she was like, "It's awful." And I I, I don't want to say social media is responsible for it, but she was talking about like how just there's no respect. They're so mean. Like, she's, she's a 10th grade teacher, I think she said. I was like, yeah, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Like, we we were... S- not everybody. We had bad kids in school, you know, growing up. But sure. <clears throat> I think I really do feel like it, it played a... I don't know how it would be related, but that's really the only thing that's changed significantly since I or we were in <clears throat> school to yeah. now is the... Just the connection that they have to any and everything. Yeah. Well, I would say, you know, not to be com- I'm really not negative about social media. I think it's great. I love it. But the downside to social media being, like what I said earlier, at least in my opinion, is the dehumanization yeah, it of it. Like, um, you know, where a lot of conversations you would have, you would only have those conversations like this. Mm-hmm. 
with that other person and with someone that you you knew you had a relationship with them. Yeah. So you would have that conversation. And so the respect level is different. You yeah. could disagree and you could argue, yeah. but you would do that differently because you already had a friendship and a relationship with that human being. Right. Nowadays, you can just, I don't even have to know you and I can just comment and, you know, be a jerk to you. Right. Because I'll never see you. It's, I don't have to see you in, in person. Yeah. And I don't know you and I don't know where you're coming from. I don't know your background, your history, what influenced you to think that way to begin with. Right. So. Well, and, and, and it, the social media world allows a lot of opportunity for misunderstanding mm-hmm. somebody's point of view. But that boils down mm-hmm. to your own person. And I've, I've been guilty. We all, everybody's guilty of it, but I'll definitely own it. Like misunderstanding. I just, I don't, I'm not confrontational. But now. If you don't like, I you know, just growing up, you just you have to grow up at some point. And unfortunately for these kids, they might not ever really with having that to hide behind. Mm. But you have to kind of own up and ask questions. It's up yeah. to you to understand what somebody said. You don't have to agree with them. Mm. You don't have to like what oh, they that's say. Such a great but point. it's your responsibility. If you're like, this is my thing. Like, I'm a very respectful person. I'm not going to say anything to hurt your feelings intentionally. If your feelings are hurt by something I said. You're either at fault, in my opinion, or if you feel like I'm wrong, you should question me. And I want to know. If, if, I, if you don't say anything, I'm going with the fact that you understand and agree with me. Yeah. You kind of have to stand up for yourself. Yeah. It's just, you got to own it. Yeah, for sure. Well, and also, yeah, that's a great point because... And they don't now. The kids don't. But, yeah. They just kind of take it. Asking at least... Yeah, my thing too is like before you before you start passing judgment or whatever it is, at least make sure you understood Absolutely. that that's what oh, they meant. Of course, yes. You know, um, there's a uh, I'm totally spacing on her name right now, but an, uh, an author and researcher. Uh, ah, God, I can't. Um, I'm not gonna be able to help you there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I have to. I have to think of her name. But anyway, she's brilliant. And one of the things that she said, I, I was at a thing that she was speaking at, and one of the things that she said, and she does this with her office, in the the way she tries to teach people to communicate is coming at it from the standpoint of like when you approach somebody. Let's say you. Let's say I was offended or upset about something you said, and my perspective of what you meant was this. Mm-hmm. So. Approaching you with the with the statement of the story that I'm telling myself about that is this. Mm-hmm. The story I'm telling myself about what you said is that you don't like this or blah 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 blah. Because a lot of a lot of times it is what it's the story we're telling ourselves. Like you made a statement, That's but true. we're telling our stel- ourselves a story about what you meant by that. Yeah. And so our opinion is formed by all the all the things that aren't said that we the pieces we put into place to create that story of what you meant. Yeah. Not so much coming to you and going, "What did you mean by this?" Right. Because I, what it said to me was this, but did you really mean that? Yep. And filling in those holes from you what you meant, not from my own story. Not trying thing. to figure it out and under, just put together what I understood. You said. Yeah. Right. That's exact. That's what I was saying. It's just, you. You kind of you just have to take the responsibility, and if you're fine with being offended and butt hurt, so to speak, by mm-hmm. it, and you want to live like that, that's fine. You can be angry and butt hurt. It's yeah. I'm going about my life. Yeah. You know, you kind of you just have to own it. 
and they don't have to do that now. Yeah. They don't make the initiative to make those connections in real life either. So Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. My old mentor used to he used to he was a pastor and he used to do uh when people would come to him and complain about another staff member or somebody else or whatever. <laughs> oh, this is so great. And I've tried to I've tried to also operate this way. So when he would I've watched him do it. It's so fascinating to watch. They would come to him and he'd go, they'd start like complaining or telling, talking to him about so-and-so that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. He'd go, hang on a minute. And he would call that person <laughs> and go, hey, can you come to my office? Uh, for a minute, Stephanie's got some stuff she needs to talk to you about. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then either they would like backpedal, oh, like, oh, no, I don't want to, no, I wanted to talk to you about it. And he would say, your problem's not with no, me. No. Problems with them. Absolutely. I'll be glad to sit in the room and mediate yeah. your conversation. But that's awesome. You need to have the conversation with them. Mm-hmm. So they would either like, oh, I don't want to talk about it and leave, and he'd go, okay, well, don't talk to me about it. Yeah. Or when they would get there, he'd go, listen, Stephanie's got some some things to talk about. You guys, you know, you need to clear up some stuff. So let's let's talk. You guys talk about it. I'll sit here and mediate and. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So I've tried to operate the same way because I just like, I don't know. It's the same kind of thing of, well, they said this and I'm mad about it. Well, did you talk to them about it? No. Then how do they know? Right. Well, <laughs> either one, how do they know How do they know that, that you're mad about it? Or two, how do you know that's what they really meant? Right. Or just the human, the mature human thing to do is to have a conversation and you can disagree on whatever it is and still be friends and yeah. still be okay with each other. You don't have to agree. Yeah. There's a, with all the, before the election and all that, and I'm not political at all, so I'm not going there. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't think I'm going there because I won't. I don't mm-hmm. want to. But I had read something and I applied it to one of my posts because I only, what I put in my posts is either something I want to express or share or just, just, you know, I always try to, I don't just post to post mm-hmm. a picture. I want to, get some kind of message across yeah Yeah, I want to be a story I'm a terrible storyteller and my thing actually says if I could tell my story in words I wouldn't need a camera basically Mm. and that fits me like to AT I'm like thank god for cameras because I wouldn't be able to tell my stories um but there was a quote uh before during the election stuff but before the actual election it was you don't have to agree you don't have to I'm gonna butcher it but you don't have to agree with everyone to be kind basically is what it was saying and I'm like I don't understand why that's so hard but this 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 whole election season in particular obviously everybody's aware but has not been that sure (laughs) like I just don't get why it's so hard to be nice I really don't understand yeah I don't get it well yeah and there's plenty of opinions of like you know who we could blame or not you know blame could go all over the place Mm -hmm. for Whose fault that is? Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion, though, the fault is always our own. Your own, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's always your it's own. It's a it pride, and a, I, I read something that was by Relevant Mag. I love their articles, Relevant. I follow them on Facebook, mm-hmm. and um, they just always hit home. There was I just like the key words were it was talking about um, why you're unhappy with your life, and it had like the, there were like five topics, but the two that stood out were pride. Mm-hmm. Um, having an issue with pride, you might not even be aware that you have an issue with it, but most likely that's usually what it boils down to. It's not even pride because that comes off in a negative connotation, but like not being able to ask those questions of what did you mean by that? Mm-hmm. You know, like not 
like dropping your pride and just yeah. asking the question, asking Admitting for help. Admitting that you don't know or you don't. Yeah, understand. I don't understand you. Would you mind explaining? That's a that's that's pride. Yeah. And another one was entitlement, mm. and I do feel like social media has played a big part in people feeling entitled. Yeah. Um, regardless of the age. Yeah. Um, I could easily take what I do, and even with my measly less than three thousand followers, and take the opportunities that I've had to be super entitled and be like. I should be able to get into this event for free and you should have me here because I can do this. I can't. Yeah. And I'm not going unless you invite me. I'm not going to... If I feel like it's an opportunity that... If it's something I want to do and I know I know somebody, I'll ask. Mm -hmm. I'm not ashamed to ask. And if I don't get in, I don't get in. You know, it's not a big deal. But a lot of... It it seems like entitlement is is the biggest issue and I don't even know where that comes from. Like, how do you... I don't. I don't know. Like being nice and being entitled. Hmm. They do. They kind of like if you feel if somebody thinks they're entitled, they're usually not nice. Maybe yeah. That's why they have a hard time, and they don't even realize that they yeah. they're being. Probably. I mean, but entitlement yeah. and pride, I feel like, are a lot of people's personal issues. One, you have no reason to feel entitled. I don't care who you are. You're yeah. a human being. I'm a human being. You treat me disrespectfully. I'm not gonna like you. I yeah. might not. I'm not going to be disrespectful back. Yeah. I might snap back and like say something rude, but you deserved it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like if you're rude to me, I'm not necessarily going to be nice to you. I'm either going to walk away or I'm going to tell you how I feel. And if you don't like it, yeah. you own you. You asked for it. Basically. So that brings up an interesting point for me, um, because as a I feel like in a lot of scenarios in the world, or at least we hear about it a lot, being a woman in the role, in roles like you have, or in business or whatever, do you find that being more of a struggle for you, or do you find, do you get, have you experienced pushback because... No, and that's another subject I feel like gets really political. I, I'm obviously a woman, Mm -hmm. so I guess that makes me a feminist. I don't know. I would... I would stand up for women in general. I don't really see the disconnect in, like, women having lesser of an influence or less powerful. Hmm. I don't know. That's a subject that I don't really get into because I I know it's there. Yeah. I know it's there. I feel like it's there more in the corporate sense. I sure. Like that's where it all stems from. Yeah. Yeah, it might be a struggle to get there, but if you earned it or you work for it, mm-hmm. you will get there. You might have to work a little harder. That's how it's always been. Yeah. I don't that's where I that's where I'm like, ah, it's so touchy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It I is. don't feel it and so, personally. So I was asked like yeah, you you personally what's been it, your experience? I don't feel it personally if it's happened. It didn't bother me enough to notice. Mm-hmm. Um I can't really think of anything. Especially for photography, I feel like there are more lady, like female photographers. I feel like yeah. that's more of like a girly type thing, but it's not. It's not. I know, yeah. tons but just more of, of a, probably more of a female dominated. Yeah, industry. definitely. Yeah, I mean, you get to weddings, and I mean, girls like, but I don't. I don't like. Oh god, I can't. Weddings drive me crazy. <laughs> oh. Photography attending, and that's <laughs> that's a. Uh, that's probably a pride thing. Like, God, I hate all this lovey-dovey stuff. Like, oh, I want that. What, you know what? Uh, like, yeah. I really, I it's think, so wed- I just, weddings are crazy to me. I'd rather just, just take me away for two weeks. Like, let's spend all the money on a vacation. Yeah, Kind sure. of thing. I get it. Every girl, can't say every, because I would, like, eliminate myself. But 
you know, girls have that dream. They dream about that day and stuff. And I get it. But so women photographers relate more to that. And weddings are like the the biggest market under photography umbrella. Yeah, for so sure. It's usually women or husband and wife teams that you know that yeah. really tackle weddings. Um, but no, personally, I haven't. I like I said, I haven't experienced it. Or if I have, it wasn't enough to to make me wonder like if that's what it was about. Interesting. So, um, on social media, and I guess in your opinion, how, how do we make social media more positive, more uplifting, more social, like actually social? Oh God, that's tough. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I feel like it'll always be 50, 50. Yeah. I feel like if we eliminated younger generations from being able to use it, which is now kind of, that's impossible. They can't do that now. They've already let them. Um, oh. It is positive to me. I see yeah. the negative effects. Okay. But I see the positive power. Power. I just, power. It just, when you say it's powerful, it is. Like, yeah. it's just, it sounds like a strong word. It's because it is. It's a powerful tool. It's a powerful tool for businesses. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful tool. Powerful t- tool for <laughs> for um, you know freelancers and, and entrepreneurs and stuff to make those connections. Yeah. Instagram really, yeah, it was a platform for <clears throat> photographers, but hashtags are relevant. People hate them mm-hmm. and think they're silly, but they, if you use them correctly, they are a powerful tool. Yeah. You know, sure. it's a tool. It's how you yeah. use it. If, you know, if you use it right, it'll work. Um, but hashtags are necessary. It's a way to network and meet new people. And if you use it correctly, it'll have a positive influence. Yeah. If you're using it to be mean or hateful or wrong, you're not going to get what you want or what it's meant for. You're not going to yeah. get what you want out of it. I don't know. Yeah. I so don't... based so like matter of perspective yeah. and what you put into it is what you're going to get back. Yeah. If you put negativity into yeah, it. Absolutely. You're get anything, yeah, absolutely. And anything. Yeah. You know, like my dad's always he's always like, attitude and perspective, attitude and perspective. Mm-hmm. And of course, in the moment when you're trying to like be angry and express your emotions, you hear that and you're like, "No, it, this they're they're being rude." Like, yeah. no, it's not. It's not my attitude. They're being mean. And then, yeah. like a couple hours later, you're like, "Oh, he was right." You know, yeah. it boils down to your attitude and perspective. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I see that as like, you know, attitude part being, yeah, they're being rude. Yeah. But how I choose to respond to that absolutely is all about my attitude. Yeah. And it goes with back to pride and. And sense mm. of entitlement, I feel like. It just, it all just kind of. I, I think the only way to make it more positive, to take the news out of it <laughs> and just make it social yeah. and to disconnect the younger generations yeah. from it. The people who are sure. like high school. And not that they all, yeah, I mean, they don't use, not all, no, 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 yeah, I don't want to generalize. But no, I think you're, that, you made a good point though. It's all, it, it's kind of perspective. Like, there's always going to be negative people, so. There's a, every right. certain things are always going to be negative because yeah. negative people are involved, but it's a matter of your own perspective mm-hmm. and how you deal with that. And like you, that's the beauty of it too. Is if you have those negative people in your social media <clears throat> world, guess what? You can unfollow them. You can block them. You cannot interact with them. Yes. Yeah. Which that that could honestly like in in like reversing that that could be a bad thing. Yeah. You know. 
Especially or, with politics and stuff. People are like being mean to their family and yeah. it's because they disagree. Like yeah. you don't have to you don't have to comment. Right. The world doesn't ah, need your so opinion. Ah, that's <laughs> such a great point. Yes. I think that maybe goes back to what you said at the beginning of just like you pass by things every day mm-hmm. you don't even notice. Yeah. That are beautiful and um, interesting, but we don't pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're too busy with other stuff to pay attention yeah. to. Oh, here's this thing that I encounter yeah. every day, but I did not see its beauty until I stopped and actually paid attention to it. Right. Yeah, that's another thing you hear all the time is the glorification of being busy. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty. But I like I I enjoy I work better when I'm busy. Yeah. I'm more productive. You're a hustler. I try. I'm a hustler, <laughs> baby. <laughs> so, um, so what are you? Uh, just kind of wrap it up. What are you? Uh, what's next? What are you? What's next for you? Mm. What's next in the social media world? What's next in Instagram for you? <laughs> for me. Oh man. Me personally, I. I don't set goals personally. I just need to get better about posting in general if I want to get the numbers that I don't even want. <laughs> but, like I said, in the world, they do matter. They are important. Um, I don't know. It changes every day. So, yeah, just get, keep using it. Keep meeting people. I, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't set personal goals. I would okay. like to pick up more brands. Um but it's hard to do multiple. I'm trying to figure out if I want to offer just like consulting, a few months worth of consulting, teach people how to use it mm. because it is a tool. Yeah. Um, you know, I might I might go that route while just managing a few Instagram brands. more effectively. Yeah, That's or good. you know, I might even just offer the photography side of it. People, a lot of people, their issue is they don't have good images, and that's very important. Mm-hmm. The quality visually needs to be there. The visual quality, you got to have it. Yeah. You got that's a you catch people's attention. Yeah. That way. Um, mine are, I mean, mine are, I have, I take good pictures. They're not the best. I could help connect them with somebody who would fit their brand, their lifestyle better, you know? Yeah. Um, that's just the beauty of the networking side of it. I know if I can't help you, I know people that can and want to. Yeah. Um, I just, I like, I like to support everybody. That's yeah. kind of why I do it. If I can help them, I help them. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how to make that work so I can pay my bills. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not no, that I, you don't I, have to monetize it, but if it's what I want to do, I have to live off of it. So and there's sure. multiple routes that I could take. I'm just trying to figure out which one works best for me and for the people that I'm helping. Yeah. Well, I like I like your philosophy too about it. Of like, you're telling a story with those with those images mm-hmm. that you know maybe you can't put into words or whatever. So. Um, and that's just me personally. I do try to do that for the brands, but it's hard when you're s- technically speaking on somebody else's behalf. Yeah. The best person to run a brand's account is the person that started it. They know the reason why they wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. They have the heart for it, obviously, or hopefully. Um, but it does at certain points for them. They start growing. It's hard for them, and they do need some help. Yeah. Um, but it boils down to the person they hire to help them believing in their story and understanding their story first before they believe have to understand it and then believing it and being able to help them tell their stories. Mm. So I'm not going to help somebody who I don't support or wouldn't support yeah. or couldn't help. If I feel like yeah. I can't help you, I'm not going to take you on. I'll be doing you a disservice yeah. and wasting your time and money. 
such a good point. So. Understanding someone's story. Yeah. And believing in their story. Mm-hmm. That's part of being a human, in my opinion. Yeah. If it comes Absolutely. down to just stories, it's just being, you just, you can understand and believe in them. You don't have to, nest, you don't have to, uh, it gets so tricky. Yeah. No, but I know what you're saying. You don't you know, have like, to support. You can believe and understand them. You don't have to support them. Does yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I. But I think most, well, I don't want to say most people. I think a lot of people make the decision of supporting or not supporting someone or something without understanding first. You saw my eyes get really wide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. And yeah. I, I, yeah. People are just, they just don't take the time. Yeah. I want to take that initial social relationship and turn it into something that you intend to grow. And like, I like to use the word foster. It's one that I just started when I'm trying to figure out what I, what I want to do and what I want to, mm-hmm. to be or do for others. I want to help foster community I like flowers, so you can foster the community, help grow, you plant the seeds, all that good stuff. Yeah. And then watch them bloom. You just like kind of yeah spread it around and yeah turns into like a pay it forward thing. Hopefully. That's so great. Hopefully, yeah. You're awesome. Thank you. No, I think you're, you're awesome too. I can't believe no, you, I still can't believe you wanted me on here. Of course, you're so brilliant. Why would, why would I not? Oh, it's so. I'm just doing what I love. It sounds one of those cliche things, but it really it's just I didn't even know. Like I said, I got into it. Because I was a photographer, I wanted to put pictures out there. Yeah. Turned into oh, it's used to network and meet people. I love that too. And yeah. Then, but that's yeah. so that that's exactly why I wanted you on the podcast because I don't think enough people do the thing that they love, and so I want them to hear stories of people that. It took me a long time. Like I said, it took me getting fired a couple times. <laughs> yeah. To be like, okay, it's now or never. Mm-hmm. You 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 have to do it at some point. Yeah. Some people don't, and that's unfortunate, but I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be that person. Yeah. I can't. That's great. I couldn't do it. So, um, that brings me to last two questions. One question for you and one for the audience. Oh, boy. Last question to you is, um, do you, because you just said, you know, most people don't, a lot of people don't do the thing they love. You didn't want to be that person. Do you think, do you think everybody has that ability to... Um, as I say, boldly go and do the thing they love. Um, and you know, why or why not? I do think everybody has, has it in them. Uh, and, um, it's, it's, uh, from experience, I would say it's, I I hate saying this and it makes me sad to say it, but some people don't take the opportunity Mm. to realize or find what they love. They Mm. just, they just go about their routines and mm-hmm. um, I know a couple of people like that like really important people in my life and I've seen what it does and that's what's kind of played a part I'm like I don't I don't want to be like that I want to do what I love I found something that I love and it's working for me how can I make it work better yeah um, I do I think everybody has it's a timing thing <laughs> yeah I think everybody has the opportunity it's just a matter of when when is the time right? And you don't... I didn't know. Yeah. I got fired from a job. The second one I got fired from... The first one was like a big deal I got fired from. That's when I was like, okay, I got to do this. Then it didn't work. I tried it. Couldn't couldn't live off of it. Another job opportunity came up with... It had 
potential to to be what I wanted to be to incorporate photography into work and and different things, but it just didn't work out. And then while I was doing that, you know, the actual freelance opportunities reared their head a little stronger and I was like, okay, I've got to start dedicating my time to that. And it was just kind of just dove in head first. I just, I had to, I got, I was like, I got to see if this will work and it's working. It could could work better. Like I said, I could stand to make a little more money, but I don't need it right now. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's yes, you can. (laughs) Um, but yeah. you do it when your gut says go. Mm. Yeah. I would say you yeah. just you can feel it when you can't take it anymore. You just have to. And it might not even be like a career change. My big the, the biggest thing that turned around for me was I was 28. I was making good money. And I had always wanted to go out west. And I love road trips and I was like I want to drive. And mm-hmm. so I my friend and I planned this crazy road trip to the Grand Canyon in less than a month and then we were on it for like two weeks. Changed a lot of stuff for me. It's yeah. another cliche thing, like it really did. It just it was one of those things like, Oh my god, I made this happen. Yeah. I didn't have an excess mm-hmm. amount of money, but I had enough and I made it work. And I was like, Okay, I can do it. If I can do that, I can do this, I can do that. It just just kind of just snowballed was a good word. Mm. Just turned into different things where I'm like, okay, I can do this. It might not be right now, but I can do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 that's one of those things where social media comes into play because if somebody's listening to this and they're like, no, I, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I've been there, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now because I didn't ever feel like I could do whatever I wanted. Mm. I've been in really dark places. I've been there, done that, and... I'm trying to make sure I don't go back there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, and, and you do. It's a, it's a daily struggle with <laughs> stuff, but yeah, you just got to keep going. Yeah. And luckily, I've been fortunate enough to have support, and it, it does boil down to And that's why I'm passionate about people. Mm. I've lost a lot of good friends who I would have never imagined would want to leave before it was their time. Mm-hmm. That... You always saw them surrounded by friends and people and support. And to think that they made that choice. There's only one reason, in my opinion, why people make that choice. Because they don't feel like people actually care. Mm-hmm. And I've lost a handful of people that I would never imagine. I'm like, I cannot believe they're gone because of that. Wow. And I've been there. But I had support. And I it, it, I, it took me taking that step to say what I was struggling with and be open and a lot of people can't get to that point unfortunately and that's what's sad I want people to know that people care yeah and it's it's hard and it's hard to care because it's a big burden yeah <laughs> that's where empathy comes into being a curse for me because <laughs> I do I don't take it lightly I don't you know I'll carry your burden as long as I can mm-hmm. um, and that got me into, into those dark places but I was able to pull through by being open and honest and sucking it up and saying I need help yeah um my big thing is I want people to know that people care and there are other people out I know there's other people out there that care too so uh, not to get all deep and like but it's it's just that's you should that's what that's where it all stems from I've been there been to those dark places don't ever want to go back and I don't want anybody to ever feel that way yeah so that's so good. I do. I love people. Yeah. As many bad ones, they're not even bad. The ones who just feel like people don't care. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like they're 
labeled as bad or just they just you never know yeah you never know you Mm -hmm. love them because they're a human being yeah one of my favorite movie scenes is from an X-Men movie I probably haven't seen it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Days of Future Past one of the newer ones Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a scene near the end where Professor X like mentally travels forward in time young version of himself has a conversation with old version of himself an old version of himself says to him or young version says but there's so much pain you know like there's so much like I can't do this because there's so so much pain so all that and old version of himself says to him that's the greatest gift that we have to bear their burden without breaking and um it comes from the most human part of us, hope. Yeah. And he talks, and he, so he said, old version of him says to the young <clears throat> version of himself, we need you to hope again. Oh, man. And, um, and that's what, and every time I watch that scene, I cry every time. And it's so, a lot of, a little bit of it's cliched, yeah. like the, the wording of it, but it's so true to me that um, the greatest gift that human beings have to for each other, I think, is the ability to help carry their burdens without breaking. Mm. And um, if more people, you know, a world of people without hope of something can't carry burdens for anybody because they don't have the strength to do it. So, well, I feel like if more people would carry burdens less people would have to carry as many. The people who are actually... Yeah, absolutely, yeah. If everybody was helping Mm -hmm. carry them, it wouldn't boil down to just a handful, so to speak. Yeah. It would be less of a burden for the one or two, so per se. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's what it stems from. Mm. That's such a great answer. Yeah, so smart. Did that answer the second one too, or is there another question? Uh, well, no, the, the other question is actually to the to the people listening that um, it, it plays in very well to this question. But I always end it with asking people listening that um, what can you do this week or this month to begin doing the thing that you love? Like Stephanie talked about, like you don't necessarily have to do everything right now. It takes time. But what's the one thing this week that you can do to start down the path of the thing that you love and maybe it's maybe it's as simple as like recognizing the not failure but the opportunity mm-hmm. that alright that door closed now I can start doing something else that I love so for all of you listening you've heard Stephanie's story you've heard what she talked about what can you do this week to go follow in that example and um, start doing the thing that you love so by the way before we close how can people find you what are you on Social media. Ah, well, Instagram's my favorite. Okay. That's my full name, Stephanie L. Schulte. P-H or F? P-H. Okay. The boring. <laughs> the boring. The boring. I've story. had people. Thanks, Mom. I always have, when I ask that, and most of the time the response is, the correct way. <laughs> I think it's boring. <laughs> Everybody's named Stephanie. I can't go anywhere. If That's I could, I, so my way to, my favorite way to spell my name, if I, if I didn't feel like I'd hurt my mom's feelings, I would go change it. Would be my email address is s t e f u n n y eighty five at gmail. So it's Stephanie. Okay. Uh, I like to think I like I'm funny. It. Yeah. 
I feel like I'm funny. I can't be. Even if I'm laughing at myself, I still think I'm funny. That's so funny. So I would change it to... That's a fun way to spell a really boring name. <laughs> that's so, so funny. Stephanie85 at gmail.com. I'm always in my email. Okay. Um, Social media is Stephanie... Like your name, Stephanie my Schulte. Name, the L in the middle. Stephanie L. Schulte. Stephanie L. Um, Schulte. Yeah. How do you spell Schulte? S-C-H-U-L-T-E. Okay. And then so, Facebook, Twitter, it's all Steph L. Schulte, Stephanie L. Schulte. Try to keep it consistent. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah. so, yeah. Everyone should go follow you and hear your story. Not because I want your numbers. See. I want to be your friend. Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, no. What I was going to say is they should go follow you to see your story in pictures. Absolutely. I would love so, that. Awesome. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. Of course. This is way less nerve-wracking than I imagined. Good. It should be. Yeah, it's just a conversation. So. You're awesome. Thank you so much. No, we can't end it on that. We have to end it on... <sighs> Stephanie, you're awesome. Thanks for being on. <laughs> Everybody's done.